Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey everybody, welcome to a very special uh, Black Friday holiday weekend edition of Relationship Theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming here, baby. I am your co-host with an insane woman right now. Uh, my name is Tom Billiou. I don't recognize the woman sitting across from me, uh, but she's manic and, and has uh, I love this a lot time of enthusiasm. Thanksgiving weekend is yes. probably officially my favorite time. It's all me and you, baby. Yeah, all true. Christmas, it is amazing. romantic. We dance together around yeah. the Christmas tree. We decorate together. We listen to Christmas music. We put Christmas hats on. Like I'm so excited. It is ridiculous. And by the way, if you guys want to uh, take advantage of our mania during this time, <laughs> we have a crazy sale going on right now on our website, shop.impacttheory.com, up to 40% off. And from what I'm told, even though I feel super weird about this, you can win a call with me. Enter to win a call with me. <laughs> Uh, I have no idea yeah. what we've, we will talk about, but we can cover anything you want. We've got new merch with some great phrases on t-shirts, tanks, sweaters, zip-ups. And a brand and, new... Yeah. Tell them about well, it. Well, it depends what you're going to say. Oh, the notebook. Oh, I was not going to say the notebook. Really? Go. Well, dig on that first. The Reflection Collection, oh, baby. Yes, your obsession. So it's my obsession. I've been trying to push this through for like nine months. It's words that um, are phrases like you've got this, but it's the other way around. Reversed. It's so you reversed. see it in the mirror. Exactly. So when yes. you're wearing the shirt and you see it in the mirror, it actually reads right for you because we're always wearing shirts to motivate other people, but it doesn't actually motivate yourself. You so go. we're calling the Reflection Collection. It's released and on discount. Get after it. And then the book. <laughs> and then the book indeed. All right. Which the book is great. It's a journal, impact theory journal, quotes, yes. helps you, amazing. Go check it out. Stay organized, it, all that good stuff. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's get into it. All right. So I want to do first um, review of the week, which is now something we're doing. Of yep. people reviewing to entice people to do more reviews, guys. So thank you. This is from Expilex. Oh, God. Expibelax. <laughs> Expibelax? That's sure. All right. Relationship theory is so great to listen to. We got to get Michelle mic'd when she laughs. I, know. I love it. <laughs> got to get a mic by Michelle. All right, Expibilax. Relationship theory is so great to listen to, as well as we get to hear from Lisa and another side of Tom. I continue to recommend this to almost everyone, and many, many people have been thankful. Keep growing as I will. Thanks to everything you do. It has such a resonance with me. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so thank you, thank you for that review. Um, guys, if you do want a shout-out, um, please do go and add a review and subscribe. Word. All right, question of, should we start? Let's start. Let's do it. This is from Suk Singh. 
I am raised by a single mother as my father fell prey to drug addiction. Mm. Hence, financially, we're not the best at the moment as I am living in a basement suite with my mum and a younger brother. My girlfriend's father is not agreeing to our relationship similar to what happened to you due to my family situation and financial standing currently. I have the drive and ambition to achieve greatness and want to go far in life. I truly love this girl and so does she. Could you please give me a plan or advice on how to overcome a father who wants her daughter being married into an influential family with wealth so she doesn't have to work that hard? And that was in parentheses. So you're never going to convince them. I think the only plan is that you're going to have to show them over time consistency. And there are two things that they're going to care about no matter what they say. Number one is, are you making his daughter happy? So can he see that your daughter is joyful, uplifted, empowered, feeling good about herself? Because some part of every parent, like, and I get it, they don't want them to struggle and all of that, and that is real. But seeing that she's happy, like that's big. And happy is the wrong word because it's so fleeting. Seeing that you're giving her a strong foundation of emotional security. That's really what I mean. Mm. So it's, it is far more complex than just being happy. Then the other part is if you really have the drive and ambition, remember the problem with my father-in-law was that I had the ambition. I did not have the drive. And so Mm. he had accurately identified that I was not heading to a good place. And what I had to do was learn drive. Now I did it, but that was huge. And so I don't ever want people to think that the people who thought I was going to fail had misidentified me. Hmm. They had accurately identified me. And so So I had misidentified you. That's actually really fascinating because what do you remember? Oh God, do you remember what I used to call you? A few things, but... Oh, I had a nickname you don't remember. I don't think you liked it, which may be part of why. I used to which call you Lady why... Macbeth. Oh, yeah. Because you, you, were, you were so good at motivating me to like get up and pursue things. Because at the time, you weren't trying to be an entrepreneur. So you were trying to make sure that mm. you leveraged me to mm. get things done. Hmm. And That's interesting. There is depth. Like, it is very easy for me to go oh, my life is so much better because I met you. Because you pushed me and encouraged me and held me to a standard and you loved me. You never, never for one second did I think, oh, she doesn't love me for who I am and all that. Mm. But at the same time, you'd kick me in the ass and you'd keep me focused and you'd hold me to what I said. And it was like part of what really was the wake-up call for me was I was ashamed of not living up to the things that I was saying. I was talking mm-hmm. a big game, but I wasn't backing it up. And I was just holding you to what you were Correct. saying. Which I think is especially because you made me feel loved. Like, man, I, not only do I not have beef with that, I am eternally grateful for mm-hmm. that because you helped me pull myself out of that dark place mm-hmm. of feeling like I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to be like this weird schizophrenic, like I'm going to do it. I'm going to accomplish everything. And then because I wasn't doing anything about it, I was like, fuck, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm a total loser. And it was like you continuing to hold me accountable, like really helped me start stepping up. And this is one of those, man, it's hard and it's so fucking nuanced of like, how do you lift somebody up and hold them accountable at the same time? It isn't easy, but that's exactly what you have to do. So do you think though that I, because you said like my dad um, accurately assessed you. Do you think that I inaccurately assessed you? 
because I don't. I even now, like in hearing you retell the stories, I'm just like, wow. Like I didn't. Here's, I didn't see you as being. Here is the truth. Yet was a part of your vocabulary. He hasn't done it yet. Mm. Now I don't think that you could have. It's so interesting. So knowing you as well as I do, you like to help people. You like to nurture. You like to see them thrive.、Mm. So some part of you just believed that people can get better. Some part of you thought, well, he's just young. Some part of you thought, well, he'll grow into it. He'll figure it out. Nobody starts there. So you were giving me a lot of credit, which、mm. is amazing.、Um, and I'm sure, like how young we were. Some part of you is like, oh, we're going to do it. It's okay to be、right. like fumbling idiots right、huh. now. Like we're going、That's、to figure this out. And that like baseline optimism has served us both very well, and is why we were able to get to a growth mindset without reading a book called Mindset, without knowing people that were talking about mindset. Like we together were just like so optimistic that we could pull it off. That. Coupling that with my obsession with reading about the brain and all that, it was just like we bought into, oh, this change is possible. So when I was like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling ashamed. I'm not doing the things that I need to do. I wasn't like, oh, and this is a death sentence. I'd already sort of gotten the beginnings of my understanding of how to get out of that because even before I met you, I went to the whole trauma of, and this is one of those like key things. And I will finish that sentence. This is one of those key things that. I don't know, like I didn't earn it, but it was an insight that has paid dividends. So I went through the trauma of going through film school, only to realize, whoa, I actually don't have talent. And so, what do I do with that? And to get out of that slide towards depression, I started reading about the brain and learning about brain plasticity. Gave me like this hope, and I just decided to believe that brain plasticity was real, even though it was hotly debated back in the late '90s. And so that becomes the beginnings of、mm. developing a growth mindset, which of course I did not have those words at the time. Blah blah、mm. blah. But like, without that, but it, it it really does come back to the optimism. Both of us have a default state of optimism,、mm. and so because of that, it was like I just choose to believe that this is possible. And so when it was like I was letting you down, and you were holding me to a standard, and saying you're saying all of this, but you're doing this, like help me understand the discrepancy. It was、mm. like, yeah, I can rise to that challenge.、Mm. So I didn't feel beaten down.、Mm. I was like, yeah, like you've got to step up. And so I mean, this is why the book is going to be about values,、mm. beliefs, like the things、mm. you decide to believe. And I just decided to believe I could do it. Quiet. I don't even remember how that started. Yeah, I don't think we answered、oh, this question. Oh, the father. Yeah, I was going to say. So yeah, you, I did. You have to. It's overtime. You're going to win him overtime through your actions. You're either going to deliver against it or you're not. Learn every day. Like my new obsession is getting people to understand the reason you acquire skills is because they let you do things、mm. that you otherwise couldn't、mm. do. And once you can do things in the real world that manifest as success. That's how you become successful. It isn't by wanting for it. It isn't by sticking in the game long enough. It's by acquiring skills that actually let you do something. So, like, imagine your dreams are building a car. Well, guess what? You should learn how to do build a fucking car, and then you just go out and build a car. So, but it really is that simple.、Mm-hmm. So, I'm not saying that you're going to build the next Amazon. There can be only one. But it's like the the number of paths to heaven, as it were, are almost limitless. But you have to go get the skills that allow you to walk that path. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so right because at the end of the day, you could have tried to persuade my dad every which way to Sunday that you were going to take care of me, right? But it was in your actions. So when you started, for instance, showing my dad, my, one of my dad's things was culture, right? Like you, you, we just don't come from the same backgrounds. I'm Greek Orthodox, and you got married, you got christened, so that we could you know, um, get married in a Greek church. Well, that was one notch on your belt of success, right? It's like, look, I'm going to show her that she means so much to me and because the wedding means so much, I'm willing to get christened for her. Okay, well, you showed it, but my dad didn't really, like, oh, well done, yes, great. And then you went on to the next one. It wasn't like, I can't believe I did this and right. he didn't even, you know, now he doesn't accept me. What the hell? You just kept going and you were freaking relentless. Year after year after year. I mean, you learned how to speak Greek. That took years. You had a Greek tutor. You went to a Greek um, f- festival with a sign around your neck that you had written in Greek that you'd found online or something. Your brother did it for me. My brother, yeah, that said, I'm looking for a Greek teacher. And you hung it around your neck. And... It was all to get to, you were acting, right? I'm, I'm, I want to learn Greek, so I'm going to act on it. So you learned Greek. Um, we listened to Greek music. You learned how to Greek dance. You, I mean, all these things you did. And over time, it was like another notch on your belt, another notch on your belt. And you weren't turning to my dad going, does he, does he, does he accept me now? Does he accept me now? You just were focused. And you're like, I'm doing this for us. And it will come. And eventually, you know, that day came when my dad, the famous time when you showed my dad um, the Quest facility. And he finally basically was like crying because you had done all this incredible stuff. Um, But over time, you were just proving to yourself and to me and, you know, inevitably to him that you were here for the long haul, that you were dedicated, that you were committed, and that you, were, you are the right man for us, you know, for us to be together. So you're right. There's nothing you can possibly say. It just you have to make sure that your actions speak. If you're the, the long game. Right. Like, if you're the person that's like, I'm going to take care of her, I'm ambitious, and you go out and you get a job or you're on a path and you just keep quitting, well, what's that going to say to him? That's going to say that you're a quitter, that you're not actually dedicated to providing. So your actions will speak more loudly than anything you can possibly do on both sides of it. On, are you really willing to do and work hard and you know, achieve something? Or are you going to show that you just keep bailing and flaking and not succeeding and sitting down on your ass and watching television, but you're still saying you want to provide? So your actions will speak. So very true. All right, next question. Ah, this question is from Well by Michelle. Nice. In the house. Well by Michelle. If you don't know this woman, you guys need to follow her immediately. She is um, the woman that runs relationship theory, women of impact, health theory, and um, cooks as well. <laughs> Hence the name Well by Michelle. All right, so not she has for a, us, sadly. Not for us, yeah. Although I'm trying to con her to do bone broth for me. So um, she has a question. How do you deal with judgment from your family members that think you should put more effort into your dating life instead of your career? Um, Man, I'm probably the wrong person to ask this question to. I just don't do peer pressure. So that has never been a thing for me. I, yeah, so... Man, I love my family to bits and pieces, but, and when you were talking on the last question, I was thinking, do people like ignore cliches? Cliches are cliches because they're fucking true. And here's a cliche for you. People will treat you exactly the way you let them treat you. 
So if you're like, oh my God, like I have to make them happy, then they're just going to keep coming for you. There's no end to the amount of asks that they will make of you because subconsciously they realize, oh, if they press you, then you do it. And because they think they know best and they want something good for you, they will just literally consume your life. Mm -hmm. And then God forbid, but if they're also like ultra needy and they just want to draw you deeper into their life and they may not be aware that they're doing it, then, then they're really going to start making demands on you that may not even be good for you. So uh, because I'm so hyper aware that this is my life, whether other people are stoked on my life or not is completely irrelevant to my experience. So I need to love what I'm doing. So I would put more time into my relationship if that's what I wanted, but not if that's what they want. But you realize, I mean, or do you realize that you're a bit of a rare breed in that sense? I'm actually going to bite both of your eyes out. You're a rare breed. The fact that you, of all people, mm -hmm. are going to try to dismiss me because I'm exceptional, no. like that's no, I mean, insane. No, but I'm saying like it, it would bother me a million I'm times start with more. Your left eye. <laughs> I'm just gonna shoot. But would it... And by the way, this is exactly how he talks to me when it's just me and him. <laughs> um, I'll be trying to talk to you and you're like yanking my hair or something, just trying to get my attention. Um, oh God, I lost my train. Oh, you're a rare breed in the sense that it doesn't really bother you as much. If someone's like, why are you doing that, Tom? Like, you need to focus on, you should be a father. You need children. Are you actually high right now? You're saying that it does. It bothers you, gave, you just as you much as I, it bothers me? That particular example, no. I mean, even just take dating but and career. I'm about to give you a gift. You're um, going to finally understand your husband. Okay. After 18 <laughs> years being together, I have a set of rules. Right. But, it, but no, even no. your rules emotionally. What, what do I mean by I have a set of rules? I want to know. Do you know what I do? Let's say, not that example, but something that really hits me and I'm like, oh, let's oh say God, this that example. one hurts. We're talking about this specific example. If you had family members that were saying, you need to date instead of focusing on your career, you would just shrug them off. Would you or would you but not? This, this is more powerful if you make it hard. So make it one where that, it really... It would be hard that, for, someone, this, for someone like me as well. Okay, that then. would bother me. I could see that this, this would weigh on me. If every time, if I was single... And I went home for Thanksgiving or for Christmas, and I knew what was coming. Why are you working so hard? You don't have any time for dating. What are you going to do when you're 40? You already missed the bow. Now you're going to be alone. Like, that would upset me. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't upset you, though. So that's my point. Okay. So this one in particular, you're right. right. I'm not sensitive to that issue. So I'm not saying in and general. So just, I don't want to dismiss Just so that you. we can help people. Yeah. I think it's under, or it's important that they understand like why something that would bother me is just as easy to deal with as something that doesn't bother okay. me. And the reason that my own wife is saying, oh, you're just a rare breed. For this specific case. You're saying I'm a rare breed because I don't care about dating? No, I'm saying that if your family. Uh, hold on a sec. Let me just finish this. Okay. For some reason you're being defensive on this, but the reality is you were saying that I'm a rare breed, and that's the thing I want to claw down in, on. To be specific, though, rare breed in this thing. So you're, you just meant that 100%. in relationship to relationships. Of course. I know that you've worked, but go if you want to say your thing. So how do you think I use rules? I mean, does this serve me or does it not? Right. That's one particular rule. It's right. perfect. So if something hits me mm -hmm. and it really bothers me, yep. I run it through my list of rules. Right. So 
that's a great example of one rule. Is this something, feeling badly about this, for instance, is it going to serve me, yes or no? Mm -hmm. If the answer is no, then I don't. Right. It's not that things don't bother me. Right. So it's that if they don't line up with my rules mm -hmm. about how to act, how to respond, then I'm going to switch. I'm not going to allow myself into a negative loop around that item. Mm -hmm. And like, for instance, this is a discussion you and I've had on this exact issue is that you need to rule number one is to check, is there truth here? Is it bothering me because it's really true? Mm. And do I need to evaluate my own belief system? Do I need to make a change? If yes, cool, then be open-minded, go down that path, follow the pain and figure out if there's something there. Then it's like, is, is this behavior or criticism, is it predictable? If the answer is yes, this behavior is predictable, then my whole thing is don't be upset by predictable behavior. You knew it was coming. So even going into that, know, hey, if it happens every time you're with your family, then know that this is going to happen. So, and I could keep going. There's Keep going because these are very powerful. All right. So if it was predictable, then you should have braced yourself before you get to that. So while it may sting this time, you should be able to prepare yourself better for next time. Um, on that one in particular, it's like, identifying what life you want to live is super important. So is this something that bothers me because I want their approval? Is it something mm -hmm. that bothers me because secretly I want a relationship and I'm not being honest with mm -hmm. myself? Like, what is it? And then their ahead. reason as well. Like, why are they saying it? Because maybe they're unhappy or and they're like they went down that path and kind of projecting for sure. Thank you. No, no. I mean, uh, because I don't have a particular thing on this one, those are sort of the generalized yeah. rules that yeah. I can think of. Um, and those are great. And I, when you said, why am I being defensive? And I think the, re the reason is, is because you know how much I absolutely admire what you, I've seen you have to change and put these rules in place and really adapt and grow. And so I would never take that away from you. And so when you thought that's what I was saying, like, oh, that it's easy for you, I got defensive because it's like, no, 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 I'm your biggest cheerleader and fan because I've seen that you do is it. beyond reproach but I think that all of us have because I've made statements like that to you as well because somewhere in our subconscious it there's just a loop that plays it like well it's easier for them you, on this particular thing but this particular thing I really did mean it and I know what you're saying but I actually didn't think that it is I know what you've had to do where people are like, it's easy for you and it's easy, you know, it makes them feel better because they can dismiss you because it's naturally. And I don't want to take that away from you and I would never, which is why I got defensive because at the end of the day, I've seen how hard you work. But this specifically, I've never seen you worry about what your parents think about you lead, the life that you lead. I've never seen you be like, I'm good, oh, but my mom's not happy if I'm doing X, Y, and Z. But I have been in the past. Mm -hmm. In like, I want to make my mom happy. I want to make my dad happy. So how and do I you seek deal it. with it? Um, and so as you were talking, I was kind of doing, there's almost two things. There's one where I'd have to, and this is something that you've helped me get through, is that if, the, if, the, um, if it's predictable, then why do I still keep getting upset over it? And over time, I've taught myself that if it's, let's say, in a group of people and someone brings it up, just let them talk, let them have it out. Don't be defensive. Because I've noticed the second I try to defend myself in that situation, I actually get more upset. 
Because the defend, defending yourself never ends well, right? Because they're going to come back with something and then you have to defend yourself more. And then I feel myself getting a little flustered because now I'm defending something that makes me happy. And then I'm just like, why the hell am I defending myself? But I keep finding myself doing it. So I've learned that to stay quiet because defending just actually hurts me more. So A, stay quiet. Then B, if there's an opportunity where I'm alone with this person and they're the type of person that I can have this discussion with, I would sit them down and I would say, look, I know you don't mean to and I know this really does come from utter love and care for me, but it actually does upset me a little when you keep saying this. And the reason is because what I'm doing, I'm actually really happy. Like, I love my work. I love my career. And when you... it feels, using the word feel, it feels like when you say I should be focused on something else, it feels like you're not acknowledging the happiness that I feel right now. And I want you to acknowledge the happiness because you're my mom or you're my dad or whatever. And it really means a lot to me that you can see that I'm happy. And I would try to really connect with them on a one-to-one basis and be very rare just say uh, raw and just say so if you don't mind like I'd love it if you didn't keep on doing and saying that Um, and instead what would be great is maybe phrased like this like if you really do want my happiness and that's why you think I should be dating instead of my career then focus on the happiness ask me am I happy and just read and work with them to try and reframe those types of questions and how they approach things. If it's doable, because I get that some people aren't. And in those cases, just stay quiet. It's interesting. I'm trying to put myself in the in well by Michelle's shoes here. And I, I think the just the the honest answer is know what you want for your own life. Run the deathbed experiment, mm. which I think it's so important that people look at their lives saying, okay, live for the phase that you're in, or even maybe a better way to think of it is live for the phase that makes up the majority of your life. So I, I'll, I'll give deathbed as sort of a, like a three-year phase at the end of your life. Like I know for sure at the remaining or the, the final three years of my life, mm-hmm. I'll regret not having kids. I'll regret it. Because I'll want... It makes me sad hearing you say that. It makes me sad. But that's the reality. But I know that I would regret having kids now if I had them. And so it's like Mm -hmm. when I weigh them, it's like, yikes. So one is I, I just don't understand people that live for a phase of their life. So I think about how do I want to think about me and my life right now? Like, what do I value? What's important to me? And make sure that I'm living in accordance with that. Not knowing, well, yeah, when you've got like limited time left, it's like you, and I guess I always imagine it, it's sort of limited time, limited mobility. Mm. You need to be taken care of. And so you can't go out and make new friends. It's like, so yeah, you want to make sure that you have this built-in ecosystem. But the reality is like kids go live their own life. It's not like they're going to be, you know, there with you every day and every night. So to have lived your life for some myst- uh, mythical association with somebody who's, you know, going to just be there the whole time. It's like I wouldn't want them to do that. I don't want them to give up their life. I want them to go pursue their things because of what I value and all that. So anyway, to make a very long story short. I think people have to know what they want. Mm. Run the experiment of what are the phases of your life? What will you think? about the choices you're making now in those phases that will make up some large portion of your life and figure out what makes sense. Like if Well by Michelle at the end of this is like, 
oh, I really don't value career that much. It's just like a right now thing. I feel like I should be doing this. Um, but I'll be mortified if I don't end up with a family. And like when I imagine like, you know, my 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, like it's all family for me. Every image I have is just family, family, family. It's like, well, then you're making a mistake. Mm. And part of what's pinging you and bothering you when your family brings it up is that you know that you're, you're not acting in accordance with your deepest beliefs and values or some deep subconscious part of you is kicking something up that you haven't thought through and you need to think through it. But just because other people think it's a good idea for you, like that doesn't make any sense. Something you said that's really interesting because you know some people do the game of like, well, if you know you were going to die in a year, what would your life look like? And people say, you know, oh, I'd go on vacation, I'd do this and this. And it's like, well, why aren't you doing it now if that's what's most important? It doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. Yeah, it hit me as you were talking about it because I'm like, if someone did say to take the last three years of your life, right? If someone said to me, Lisa, you've only got a, like one year to live. Would, what would I do? I'd shut the company down. Me and you would go and travel the world. One And have experience and memories. Without but question. I would never do that on, like, it's not that something like, oh, but then you should go and do it because you're not living your life. It wouldn't be fulfilling. No, it wouldn't. You're right. Like, when my life is very different based on the assumption of how much time I have and what I can accomplish. Mm. Once it's like, oh, you don't have that time, then everything changes. All the like mm. big dreams and things that are worth fighting for me, the kind of impact that I want to have on the world and all that that's worth fighting for, like it just stops existing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, well then, given this new frame of reference, everything is fucking different. Yeah. And that's why I just don't understand people living for a different frame of reference than they're actually in. Mm. So, and like, the, life is so fucking predictable. This is coming from the guy who wants to live forever. As of right now, there is a 100% mortality rate for life. So mm -hmm. as of right now, that's not real. And so I don't live my life according to living forever. I live my life knowing I could die by the end of this sentence, but also knowing that it's not probable. Right. It's probable that I'm going to live another 30 or 40 years or more. In fact, probably more given my lifestyle. So I act in accordance with that. So knowing how predictable like what the 20s look like for most people what the 30s look like mm -hmm. 40s 50s so on and so forth it's like you can sort of map it out yeah. right by the time you get in your 80s you're probably not going to be traveling around a lot I'm not saying it doesn't happen i'm just saying odds are so it's like plan your life accordingly yeah and one thing i always really think about like it i don't know where i got this from because it happened at a very young age is not to have regrets i remember when we were in school and I was in the, my final year, so we were allowed to leave school for lunch. And I remember I was the only one, I would drive to my Yaya's house, my grandmother's house, um, like once a week, and I would go have lunch with her. And I remember thinking, like, I don't ever want to regret. And being very aware of the life that you're living now and making sure that you don't regret. And so I remember thinking, like, my, my grandmother's not going to be around forever, so I need to make sure that when I can and want to, like, I'm going to spend time with her. And the same with kids, it's like, I thought very much about not making sure that I don't have regrets. And we've spoken a lot about what does that look like in when we're 60 or 70, or even like a horrible scenario that I don't want to talk about, but it's a reality. It's like, what, God forbid, if something happened to you? And I'm in my early 50s, and now I'm actually, you know, I can't have kids, um, and I haven't had any with you. Am I really alone? Would I have regretted it? So I think a lot about regret and making sure, like with what you're saying is... Um, 
even though like maybe one day, yes, I may, but it's in that phase of our lives that I would regret it. I don't regret it now. I love the life I have. So making sure that you at least analyze those situations, going back to what um, Well by Michelle asked is, you know, have a think, like really analyze and say, well, is that what I, is the most important thing to me? And if it is, then act accordingly. But if it's not, not to listen to the outside noise of what we should do. I mean, people said that, you know, for the last 18 years since we've been together, right? It's like, when are you going to have kids? When are you going to have kids? When are you going to have kids? And ultimately, it was like I had to shut out that noise. I mean, you had to sit down and said, what's right for us? And what do we actually enjoy doing on a day-to-day basis? Like, let's map it out, right? What does our week look like if we have kids? What does our month look like if what if we had kids? There's no, um, you know, last minute sex on the kitchen counter, let's face it, you know, and things like that where... Just for the employees, we've never had sex on the kitchen <laughs> counter. So I want to make sure everybody's very clear on that. But isn't what's that movie that was in? Um, when Harry Met Sally, Harry they talk Ma- about having sex on the kitchen floor. No, it's that movie where they say, you know, we didn't have kids because we were going to have... Um, we want we want to be able to have sex on the kitchen counter and take off at a moment's notice, but when we Harry never. Met Sally. Yeah, okay, yeah. And she said, um, "But we, we never, never do, do run off to Paris on a moment's notice, and the kitchen floor is hard Spanish tile." Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, can I let you in on a secret? Yeah. I hope I have a lot of regrets. Really? What do you mean by and that? And I know what you mean, and I'm that like I understand the game you're playing, but it's a defensive posture for me. And so I love that it made you go hang out with your grandma because that was the right move. But when you take big risks, you're bound to fuck something up. And you're bound to go, Mm. wow, I really wish I hadn't done that. In fact, there are already things in my life that I wish that I hadn't done. But it is... I don't want to be afraid to have regrets. I want to take big chances. But I'm not saying play it safe. I mean, I don't play it safe. There's just... Like, not... Yeah, it's, it's very, very different to me in my mind. I get why you say that. Because um, it's like if you gamble, like even let's say you're risking something, I, I play out the risk in my head. And I say, okay, well, is it better to risk it and lose or is it better to not risk it and be safe? And so then I kind of go, okay, well, sure, I may lose. And when I do it, it's not like I'm like, I'm glad I lost. It's like, okay, well, maybe I should have done it this way. The regret is I could have done it X, Y, and Z. But I think that's very different to like something like kids. Yes, I if I had to put a finger on. Well, I don't want to speak for you. Maybe I, the words you said were, "I don't want to have regrets," and that that's a big driving force in your life. And the exact opposite is true for me. So I know that if I and first of all, I look at my life and I know I'm making decisions that at different phases in my life, I will regret. Like there's so much clarity around that for me. So like I'm not worried about regrets. I don't want to do things that make me ashamed of myself. That for sure. Hmm. I don't want to feel badly about who I am. That is a driving force in my fucking life. But making mistakes, eh, regretting something, eh, it's like. I so understand how you just have to shift your frame of reference, how you have to decide to value something new. Like for instance, if we woke up tomorrow and said, we want kids, oh my, thank God, we thought of it before we ran out of time. Let's have kids right now. And the doctor was like, sorry guys, you're not having kids. Then what would I do? Would, I would shift my frame of reference. I'd yeah. be like, oh, okay, cool, I'm not having kids. Well, I can either adopt, which is already true, or I can just decide, yeah, I'm not gonna do that, I'm gonna value other things in my life. For me, 
It is that easy. And going back to the rules thing, if then that thought creeped in that was like, oh man, you're never gonna have kids. And like, can you imagine? Like, you'll never know what it's like to be loved like that. And it's like, I would just be like, well, thinking about this doesn't serve me. Mm. And so I'm going to stop that loop from happening. And if there's that love and connection that I want, there are other ways to do it. I can go big brother, I can volunteer, I can mentor. Like there are a thousand ways to have those kinds of deep, meaningful connections. Mm. And maybe they really are never as good as being a parent. Okay, but what good, like if it, if it yeah, can't what happen, good it? what good does it yeah. do to like spiral out of control over that yeah. stuff? And so my thing is, if there are two things you should never worry about, things you can change and things you can't. Mm. Because if you can't change them, fucking change it. And if you can't change it, what good does it do to obsess over yeah. it? So. That's so powerful. Like if anyone's struggling with certain things right now, take that as a clip and put it on repeat because I've got the pleasure of hearing you say that a lot even when I'm feeling like shitty or I'm like slipping into a negative mindset you say that and it's like yeah you're so fucking right so rules baby rules people need rules you cannot let your mind rule you it will run rampant it will go negative it will spiral into darkness at least mine will maybe people like have it better and it's like easier for them but somehow I doubt it I think we all have to deal with that negative voice and you just have to have rules and you can't let yourself do that, just like you can't beat yourself up. So since this is coming to you guys all on a beautiful holiday weekend, and holidays make people who are alone feel really lonely, Mm. now is one of those times, man. Don't let your mind take control. Don't let it spiral into a dark place. It is up to you. Either go be with somebody, or if that isn't an option for whatever reason, then stop beating yourself up over it. Stop focusing on that. Go do some things that you just absolutely know that you're gonna have a great time doing. Force yourself to laugh out loud. Take the next 30 seconds and just laugh the fuck out loud. And do things to change your neurochemistry. And somebody was asking me, who was it? Was it you? In an interview maybe? Oh, I never thought we'd be going this long. I, the image that I have of myself is somebody who is like a Voltron conglomeration of rules, values, beliefs, habits, routines. By nature, I'm lazy and I was going to say worthless, but I think that would trigger a lot of people. And that's exaggerated, (laughs) but like, eh. It's just whatever. Like when I think back to how I was, it's not very impressive. To me, like Mm. forget about other people. To me, it wasn't very impressive. So I've duct taped all these different things together that allow me to achieve and be proud of myself and love my life and be excited. Um, But if I had to boil it all down to one high level thing, there's two things you should never worry about. That's great, babe. That's great. All right, well, that's all we have time for. Guys, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. I don't know if that's technically a thing, but it is for us. It is indeed. Um, kick off to the Christmas spirit. Or We've holiday got, season. Yeah, Yay, holiday inclusive. season. That, that, that's true. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's Black Friday. So guys, we do have a sale. Go check out our stuff. Check out our new merch of the Reflection Collection. We've got an awesome journal with incredible quotes and um, just ways to really help for the new year of getting your... Um, goals and achieving them so go check all that stuff out and we've got our usual merch that's also on sale word and just take this weekend let the holidays be a wonderful excuse to just fill yourself with the joy of being alive Mm. even if 
on the surface, it doesn't seem awesome. You can choose to look at awesome stuff, so. And if you are on social, guys, and you want to see how silly Tom and I get at Christmas time, follow me, because I will be snapping a lot oh, of it. Oh, God, it's embarrassing. And don't follow me, because I probably won't be covering a lot of that, but my wife will. I will. So. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, my friends, be legendary. Be Take legendary. Care. Thank you. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.